You are now tuned in to the Kicking and Dolo YouTube channel. The Little Sports YouTube channel. Yeah, I got skills. Do it for the thrill. I'm on a paper route. Extra, extra read about. What's going on? It's your boy Dolo J and welcome back to the Kicking the Dolo Podcast, the sports podcast where we talk about football and basketball, past, present, and future, top five, top ten stats, and more. So without further ado, let's get right back into it. Uh all right, man, this is gonna be episode 20, another strictly NFL episode as episode 19 was. Um basically the NFL regular season has wrapped up. So we're just gonna talk about the football that's transpired over the last two days. Uh maybe two three games in the season and you know i might get into my predictions i might not depending on how i'm feeling but yeah without further ado let's get right into it uh we know the Chiefs beat the raiders um 31 to 13 uh you know mahomes did his thing it wasn't too much the raiders could really do uh the next game uh saturday night was against the uh, tennessee titans and the jacksonville jaguars basically a win if you're in game now the Jacksonville Jaguars did have an outside shot of winning, of getting into the playoffs as the seventh seed if they did not win, but they ultimately ended up pulling out the victory. Uh, I was gonna make this just strictly a Jacksonville Jaguars episode, but uh, given the fact that you know two games really you know stood out to me basically you know with uh, seeding on the line, uh, so I just basically put the top two games in my opinion from uh, the AFC and the NFC. So yeah. Um, but Jacksonville, they won, uh, what was the score? What was the score? It was 20, it was 20 to 16, I believe. Uh, Trevor, yeah, 20 to 16. Trevor Lawrence went 20 to 32 for uh, 212 yards and one touchdown. Etienne ET Jr. had seven carries for 17 yards, two receptions for 17 yards. Christian Kirk had six receptions for 99 yards and one touchdown on eight targets. Josh Allen, the middle linebacker of the Jacksonville Jaguars, not to be confused with the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, had the game-winning fumble recovery around maybe the three to four-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Joshua Dobbs, given the fact that, you know, he tried and they battled back, but ultimately, you know, it was a couple of fourth-down attempts that the Tennessee Titans went for, and ultimately them not having a big play receiver to the caliber of which A.J. Brown is, really really you know cost them not only this game but just you know them having the chance of making the playoffs this season uh end up losing ending up on a six game losing streak uh Dobbs went 20 of 29 for 179 one touchdown one interception uh he was sacked four times but hit 13 times Derrick Henry had a good game 30 carries for 109 yards one reception for 19 yards but ultimately when the rubber hit the road needed to meet the road man the Jacksonville Jaguars they basically you know they did their thing, man. Uh, it was basically all on Derrick Henry. Uh, Tannehill had the high ankle sprain, decided to get surgery, and it really didn't work out too well. You know, it's a possibility that he had, like, an outside shot of making it, but he didn't make it. Um, Malik Willis left a lot to be desired, um, only having, what, 276 yards, no touchdowns. I think he had three interceptions. He didn't play to the caliber of which, you know, they thought he was going to play. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Joshua Dobbs, which really was their best shot, really. Um, kind of had sort of a Baker Mayfield type thing, but uh, he didn't have to play the exact same week. I think he got there one week and then had to play the very next week. So it was real difficult and extremely hard for him to do his thing, basically, man. And uh, yeah. 
Tennessee Titans. Uh, they ended up finishing seven. No, seven and ten on the season. Excuse me. Uh, winning five less games than which they won last season, having a twelve and five record, and ultimately being the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, it was just a bad season for them. I'm not saying Traylon Burks, uh, you know, can't turn into their wide receiver. But it's really hard to make the playoffs when your top receiver of the season didn't even reach uh, 500 yards. He did not reach 500 yards. I think Robert Woods was their top receiver. Yes, Robert Woods was their top receiver. Uh, he only had 49 receptions for 487 yards, two touchdowns on the season. Uh, Derrick Henry, he still had almost 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns tied for second. But uh, it wasn't enough. But let's get back to the Jaguars, man. The Jaguars, four and eight, five weeks ago, uh, really looking real abysmal for them. Thought there was just going to be another down season. Pull off five straight wins to know, you know, ultimately make the playoffs and get the four seed. They're going to be going against the Chargers, you know, on uh, Wild Card Weekend. But Trevor Lawrence, last season he had three thousand six hundred and forty-one yards, twelve touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. This season, he had 3,901 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. So, you know, a steady progression, a nice progression from year 1 to year 2. Touchdowns double with also the interceptions being cut in half. That's exactly what you want to see from your number 1 overall pick in their second season. Um, maybe not necessarily, even if he just would have threw maybe 11 or 10 interceptions, it still would have been a good season. And even if he would have just threw maybe, what, 18, 19 touchdowns. But for him to go to just, you know, flip the switch on his head, basically do a complete 180. And, you know, after this game, he really talked about in the post-game interview, just playing a lot more football and, you know, getting a lot more football under his belt. I know for a fact that the game definitely slowed down for him this season. And also, you know, they weren't no slouches. Jacksonville got rid of Urban Meyer early in the season. They brought in Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winning coach with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They also brought in some weapons, uh, Christian Kirk uh, and uh, also Evan Ingram from the uh, New York Giants. Kirk had 1,009 yards on the season for seven touchdowns, 78 receptions. Uh, Ingram uh, had 69 receptions for 739 yards, four touchdowns on the season. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., 44 receptions, 500 yards, three touchdowns. Zay Jones, 78 receptions for uh, 802 yards and five touchdowns. And then also they brought in, you know, ETN from Clemson, his college quarterback. A lot of teams are doing that, uh, similar to what the Raiders tried to pull off with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, man, uh, you've seen a lot of teams trying to, you know, pair up college quarterbacks with their um, – with the teammate that they had in college. Now, we know Jer Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are, like, the outlier of the situation. For the most part, we know that they had extreme success from day one. Jamar Chase, I believe he sat out his last season at LSU, getting ready for the draft. Him and Justin Jefferson, it's hard to imagine that him, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and it was one more wide right receiver. Randy Moss's son was the tight end. Like, they had a very stacked team at LSU that season, bro. But, yeah. Jaguar, Jaguars, man, like I said, 9-8 on the season. Last season, they were 3-14, and 14, so they won six more games than they did last season. Um, the season before that, before they uh, drafted Trevor Lawrence, they were 1-15, and 15, I believe. Last season was the first season of the 17-game uh, schedule, so they went 3-14 and 14 last season. 
very abysmal. You know, like I said, more interceptions than touchdowns. The game was a lot faster for Trevor Lawrence. Now the game is slowed down for him. He's able to, you know, pick apart, make the right reads. He's also doing a little more with his legs and things of that nature. Because we know he may not be the fastest quarterback, but he's definitely, definitely, he could definitely make some shape. We're just going to say something like that. We're going we're gonna to say make. We're going to just say make some shape. But uh, Tennessee, man, they're going to have to really look for, they're going to have to look for a receiver. Either they're going to have to draft one or they're going to have to try and free agency. Um. Tannehill, he's probably going to be a starting quarterback next season, given the fact that Malik Willis does not look like he may be ready to start yet in the NFL. He may need another season under his belt. Wasn't making the right reads. Uh, pulling out and running maybe a little bit too much when he had some open reads. A couple players, a couple passes he could have made. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Joshua Dobbs out of Tennessee. They're definitely going to keep him on the roster or he's going to be a backup for somebody because he came in and, you know, he just, he did his thing. Given, you know, he wasn't with the team all season, but it's, it's the NFL, man. It's the NFL. But uh, so now uh, we're going to talk about, I want to talk about my bills, man. I know this is a little biased for the video, but I just, you know, given the fact of what transpired Monday night, um, I just want to talk about them and the type of game that we had. Naeem Hines taking in the open kickoff, 96 yards for a touchdown to start the game off, you know. And it's just from the beginning, man, it just, at the beginning, like the first half, it was a dog, it was a slugfest. You know, given the fact that we did take the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, but uh, New England marched right back down the field and scored a touchdown. Josh Allen did have the early interception. Um, and, you know, Mac Jones capitalized on it. And it was tied at halftime. And then Naheem Hines took another kickoff back. And I was like, all right, we really might win this game. And the second one was 101 yards. Uh, it was a point in time, basically, where I believe um, he had more returning yards than the Bills had total offense. But luckily, Josh Allen only threw one interception on the day. He had two nice bombs. One to John Brown. I didn't even know John Brown was back on the team, you know, elevated from the practice squad, but Cole Beasley was inactive. But on the game, Josh Allen was 19 of 31 for 254 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Also had nine carries for 16 yards. James Cook, the rookie out of Georgia, nine carries for 45 yards, two receptions for six yards. Diggs had him a heck of a game. He caught a light, nice little bomb pass. Uh, seven receptions for 104 yards and one touchdown. Like I said, Brown, John Brown coming back. Uh, one reception for 42 yards and one touchdown. Matt Jones, uh, just too many giveaways, man. Too many giveaways. Three interceptions on the game. He also had three touchdowns. 243, uh, 26 of 40. Four carries, five yards. And Stevenson, six carries for 55, 54 yards, excuse me. Five receptions for 28 yards. Devontae Parker had him a heck of a game. Six receptions for 79 yards and two touchdowns. Now, it was extremely difficult. I mean, extremely difficult to cover Devontae Parker, bro. Like, he... They got something with him. I'm glad to see, you know, he's still doing his thing, given the fact that he was, a you know, a, um, a, a number one wide receiver for... Uh, the Miami Dolphins, he's getting his shine back in uh in New England. Him and Matt Jones are on a very good wavelength. But also him and uh Zappy, the backup quarterback, was on an extremely good wavelength as well. So um 
ultimately with the Patriots losing this game and you know Miami winning their game against the Jets, that was a very lackluster game. Uh, with this loss, Buffalo won 35 to 23. If I did not say that already, but uh, New England being knocked out of ultimately making the playoffs, uh, they still had a chance even though they were 79. But Buffalo, you just knew. Um, I didn't really know if they were going to win this game, but I knew they were going to come out and play inspired, given the fact of, like I said, everybody knows the DeMar Hamlin situation, um, injury that transpired on Monday night. Uh, like I said in the previous uh, episode 19, uh, Kansas City now has the number one seed, and now the AFC goes as this, Kansas City, Kansas City gets the bye, Buffalo plays Miami, uh, Cincinnati plays Baltimore again of a rematch of a game that happened today and Jacksonville and the Chargers so Tua is still in concussion protocol so it's going to be real hard for Miami to you know given the fact that like I said the Bills are going to be playing inspired they had a chance to have the number one seed the game ended up being canceled them in Cincinnati I really feel like we're going to come out and have something to prove Cincinnati ended up beating the uh, Ravens 27 to 16 uh really it was just an onslaught at the beginning and you know the Ravens put up points towards the end but ultimately given the fact that Lamar Jackson was not playing uh they did not pull out the victory now there is a chance for Lamar Jackson to come back during the playoffs I know you know still contract talks and things of that nature but I think he still wants to have a chance to you know if they it's an outside chance that they may make the Super Bowl who knows it's the playoffs all you have to do is win one game man I wouldn't really count too much, pretty much any team out. Miami probably has the only, has the least likely chance of winning their game out of all the teams that's matched up for the wild card weekend in the AFC. But uh, like I said, any given Sunday, but for sure, it's gonna be a real, real test. Joe Burrow and the boys are really upset, really upset. So yeah, like I said, and Jacksonville, they're playing inspired. They got a home games. Los Angeles, Los Angeles, you know, the Chargers have to come all the way across the country to Jacksonville. That's a different time zone, so it's going to be real hard for the boys to adjust. And then they have to play in Duval. Will they win? Will, will, will they win or will they lose? They have to play in Duval. One more time. Duval. That's where they have to play at. So the boys might lose, bro. Oh, Justin Herbert and the boys, Keenan Allen, and uh, I like James Palmer, the tight end, bro. I really like the tight end. Tight end, he's pretty decent, and uh, also Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. So, uh, the boys are no slouch, man. The boys are no slouch. So, we're gonna get into the NFC side of things. The NFC game that I wanted to talk about today was the Philadelphia Eagles securing the number one seed, uh, winning 22 to 16 versus the New York Giants. The Giants, Brian Dable decided to rest his starters and, you know, just let the boys get ready for next week. Uh, the game score was close, but I, to the best of my knowledge, I watched most of the game. I didn't watch all of it. I probably watched. I think I probably turned to turned from it when it was like 22 to maybe 9 or something like that. Philly was just, you know, moving down the field, scoring. They weren't scoring at will, but they were scoring. And, you know, the Jets, they were moving the ball, but, you know, they were punting a lot and, Webb, he he did his best, but you know he was. He's going you're going up against the starters. 
you're going to get some starters, bro. So, you know, Giants, they still, you know, they pretty much had their seed in lockdown. They're going to play the Vikings. So, uh, the seeding goes as this. NFC, the team that gets the buys, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Jalen Hurts, he went 25 of 35. 20 of 35, excuse me, for 229 and one interception. Scott had nine carries for 54 yards and one touchdown. A.J. Brown had four receptions for 95 yards. Webb, he had 23 of, he went 23 of 40 for 168, one touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown as well, 14 yards. Uh, Brightwell had 11 carries for 60 yards, and Cager had eight receptions for 69 yards. Like I said, basically it was just the backups. Not really familiar with any of the, you know, top performers for the Giants. But uh, like I said, the seeding in the NFC goes as follows. One, Philadelphia. Two, San Francisco. Three, Minnesota. Four, Tampa Bay. Five, Dallas. Six, New York Giants. And seven. Seven. Given the fact that the Detroit Lions beat the Green Bay Packers. The Seattle Seahawks are in the playoffs. So, Seattle's going to play San Fran. Uh, Minnesota's going to play New York, the Giants. And Tampa Bay and Dallas are going to have a rematch of week one of this season. So, um, yeah, it's going to be real interesting. And um, I believe maybe the NFC games might be a little bit more competitive than the AFC games. Um, I really only expect just like I said, the Jacksonville. Now, if Lamar plays in the Cincinnati game, then I, you know, I say it'd probably be two good competitive games in the AFC side. But uh, NFC, every single game has a chance to be competitive, in my opinion. You have a division rivalry at two and number seven. Given the fact that San Fran, yeah, they're the number two seed, but they do have, they are going against Seattle, who has Geno Smith at the helm, and he's really been wheeling and dealing and doing his thing this season. I don't think we expected Seattle to have the type of season that they have. Given the fact that, yes, they're not like a 10-win team or anything like that, but they still made the playoffs. So, uh, San Francisco, it's going to be a tough game. Brock, Port, Brock Purdy, is he going to be looking real Purdy in the playoffs? Uh, that's my thing. Uh, he hasn't really had, been in the play, playoff atmosphere yet. Yeah, I know you would rather have Jimmy G in the helm right now, but... Brock Purdy's been doing his thing. I don't think he's had any turnovers in his starts this season, to the best of my knowledge. But, yeah, man, it's going to be a real interesting game. Minnesota versus uh, the Giants. Now, what version of Kirk Cousins are we going to see? Are we going to see the guy that gets sacked seven times, or are we going to see the guy, you know, that throws for four touchdowns? That's going to be real prevalent and real, really what we're going to want to see. Is Justin Jefferson going to have a big game, or can the New York Giants, you know, can Brian Dable and them put a, put together a game plan to, you know, do something similar or take something out of the Packers playbook and try and hold Justin Jefferson to only one reception? Well, a lot of that, everybody knows, like I've said previously, if you get to Kirk Cousins and you rattle Kirk Cousins, it's going to be hard for him to get the ball out and make completions. He's not one of those guys who's going to make a throw getting hit. There are a lot of guys like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, even Josh Allen in a certain step that they know you even Aaron Rodgers, that you know they're gonna take a lick, but they're still gonna put the ball in the position for their right receiver to uh, to ultimately have a chance of getting the ball. 
Kirk Cousins is not one of those quarterbacks. When you hit Kirk Cousins, the ball flutters. It might be popped up into the air. And, you know, it's a chance for, you know, for you to get a, a couple of takeaways and ultimately set up your offense in a better position to score. Uh, also, winning the time of possession battle and keeping them off the field and make sure that their defense has to play a lot of lot more snaps than their offense, man. So, yeah. Uh, and then we have Tampa Bay and Dallas. Uh, Dallas, ultimately, they end up losing to Washington today. Um, had an outside chance of getting the number one seed. Uh, but it was, in a, it was a divisional game. So, and Washington was the first team to beat Philadelphia. So, I'm not going to say that they're a slouch. Any team could be any team on any given Sunday. That's why, you know, when the playoffs are in, you know, all you have to do is just make the playoffs and you can go on a spectacular run, they say. As long as you're streaking and you're playing the right football. Also, matchups, who's injured, who's playing, things of that nature. But, yeah. Uh, Dallas had an outside outside chance of at least even winning the division. But uh, end up losing six to twenty six to the Washington Commanders. Tampa Bay also lost today as well. They lost thirty to seventeen to Atlanta. So these two teams coming off of losses are going to try and write the top, the sour taste out of their mouth. Um, I might still have Dallas winning this game, but at the same time, it's going to be hard to go against Tom Brady, bro. It's kind of hard. Does he have the type of weapons that he usually have? No. Um, usually he does do more with less, but he has less than less. So what is less than less? I don't know what less than less is, but that's that's what I'm going to go with. He has less than less. Now, he does have Godwin and Evans, so he does have an outside shot, but they have no running game. Nope, zero. Like, the running game is non-existent. Like, it's just like they just, like... It's like they're suiting somebody up at running back, but they're not utilizing them. So I don't know if that's an offensive line thing, scheme thing. Because, you know, the deep shots to Mike Evans, they really, it really depends on the play action. You know, Fournette, um, Fournette, you know, and them other guys, White, and uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, excuse me, but. Running backs for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, bro. They really need, they really need to be utilized, and they need a running game, or else the folks will be going home. They will be packing it up. Okay. Run the ball. Run the ball. So you can help Tom Brady out. I'm not rooting for anybody. But uh, I'm going to need y'all to run the ball. But this has been your boy Dolo J. This has been episode 20 of the King and the Dolo podcast. Uh, last two podcasts, I've fi- been finding myself grabbing the microphone and holding it extremely close. I don't know why. I know this is probably going to sound extremely loud. But uh, yeah, this has been your boy Dolo J. King and the Dolo podcast. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do a predictions before wild card weekend or am i just gonna do a recap of wild card weekend because we got games on three days saturday sunday monday um i'm also gonna be dabbing back into the nba but uh i just wanted to make sure that we make that we concluded the ending of the uh nfl season so until next time you guys
peace.